Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy President's Day. It's the 20th of February. We're coming to you live from the InfoWars studios here in Austin, Texas. Very, very big show for you today. As always, after the weekend, we've got several days worth of New World Order machinations to dig into. And we'll get into all of it. We're going to talk about just, we're just going to run the gamut this morning from war crimes to crimes against humanity, all the crimes. We're going to get into all of them. Uh, So I'm very excited, of course, to take your phone calls throughout the show as well. We're going to begin today with a video from just one of the many incredible speeches that were given at the Rage Against the War Machine rally, peace rally in Washington, D.C. this weekend. We'll show you another video of Ron Paul a little bit later, but we'll start with Tulsi Gabbard. Here is Tulsi Gabbard saying that World War III will only end in a nuclear holocaust. Let's watch. Those people who work in our nation's capital eagerly continue to escalate tensions, eagerly wage new cold wars, understanding that if there's a nuclear attack, yes, they will be okay in their bunkers where they literally have plans to be able to continue to wage wars from their bunkers without any consideration for the rest of us and the destruction and incineration that their wars will cause. This was ultimately the thing that caused me to run for president in 2020 because I saw where our leaders were taking us. I saw the dangers of where this new Cold War and nuclear arms race would eventually lead. Whether intentional or accidental, there is only one destination for such wars, and that is a nuclear holocaust. I made it clear then that this is a central issue of our time, the most important issue facing us in the 21st century, and that there was a clear choice in that election. We're either going to work towards peace, de-escalate tensions, move away from this new Cold War, or we will continue to race rapidly towards nuclear brink for a new Cold War with Russia, a new Cold War with China, and therefore racing towards nuclear war. Now, for those of you who remember that election, this issue was not important to the media. They refused to talk about it. They refused to raise the question in the debates. There was no other candidate willing to talk about this issue. It was not important to them then, and it's not important to them now. And so here we are, two short years later, What I warned about then is now our reality. This proxy war that we're fighting against Russia right now could turn at any moment into a direct conflict between the United States, NATO, and Russia, a country that has more nuclear weapons than any other in the world. Now, anyone with a little bit of common sense knows that a cold war can very quickly turn to a hot war, and that when you're waging a hot war against a nuclear-armed country... It's just a matter of time before it leads to the use of nuclear weapons at any moment. And here's the insanity of it all. We have talking heads on TV, we have politicians, we have very powerful people here in the United States and all around the world speaking with a straight face, well, you know, if we start World War III or when World War III starts, here's how we're going to fight and win. 
that if Putin decides to use tactical nuclear weapons, here's what we're going to do, as though such a war could ever be won. It cannot be won. World War III cannot be won. They're living in this archaic mindset of World War I and World War II and not facing the realities that we have today. There is no way to win a nuclear war. There is only one end, and that is a nuclear holocaust. That's exactly right. And of course, that again was at the Rage Against the War Machine rally over the weekend. We're going to watch later a, a video from Ron Paul. We're also going to revisit Tulsi Gabbard's comments about waging war from within bunkers. We'll actually show you some of the bunkers themselves, what they look like, just how huge the scale is. You may speculate as to what their real intentions are. We've got war. We've got 15-minute cities. We've got protests against the Pfizer Corporation. All coming up on today's episode. Don't go anywhere. We'll do the Daily Dispatch on the other side. It's Monday, February 20th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Very big show we have for you today. Lots of uh, protests breaking out over the weekend, really around the world. Protests against the 15-minute smart cities that are being implemented, regardless of how the people who will soon be trapped in these digital prisons feel about it. Of course, we're talking about the war in Ukraine, the increasing tensions with China, just all sorts of stuff to get into this morning, and of course, your phone calls as well. It's funny, you really... I don't know. It's, this is an interesting job because I can't, I can't win. There's no, there's no winning for me <laughs> at all, ever. And uh, it's a little annoying, I guess, somewhat. Uh, my dad sent me some, you know, a picture of two, uh, two comments, one after another on band.video under, uh, under one of our videos from last week. You know, I think it's pretty undeniable that our calls – really put us a step ahead of just about everybody else. I think we were probably the first broadcast show to discuss the fact the MyID program had been rolled out ahead of the, you know, just one week ahead of the Ohio train derailment and chemical catastrophe. And that's because somebody called in and told us about it. We looked it up and reported it that day. Now, of course, lots of people are reporting on it, but I'm pretty sure we were the first, and that's thanks to your phone calls. And there were a couple phone calls like that. Uh, over this last week, people calling in and telling us things that not only we didn't know, but it didn't seem like anybody knew except for the people on the ground and involved. So we'll certainly be opening up for uh, phone calls today and asking you to call in with any information you think we need to have. But he said, my dad sent me these uh, these things saying, you can't win. Here are two comments, one after another. Uh, first, Karen says, I enjoy it when you have callers calling in. Your second caller caused me to research and found out the truth about the medical ID being pushed on these people. Good job. Immediately after that, somebody calls me Clark Kent and says, I hate that your show has become a f- call-in phone audience session. It's an unbelievable amount of news to cover in today's society. Please get back to it. You can't win. I just I can't win. It's uh, it's a little frustrating, and it goes, it goes across the board. So uh, – we're going to continue to take your phone calls. We're going to continue to be on the forefront of all of this breaking news through taking your phone calls. And we're going to continue to just tell the truth regardless of who feels what way about it. That's the other thing is that it's like 
Anyway, over the weekend, it was just I got so many comments on Twitter of literally half people calling me an anti-Semite for saying things about Israel and another half of people saying you're a coward. You won't call out Israel by name. So it's just like, all right, I can't win. I guess I can't win. So I'm just going to keep playing the game. Just keep playing the game. Just keep telling the truth regardless of impositions from people demanding that I cover things one way or the other. That's my promise to you, the InfoWars audience. And so let's just get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Monday, the 20th of February, 2023. President Biden makes surprise visit to Kiev, Ukraine, and meets with President Zelensky. Biden made a surprise visit to Ukraine as a show of support for its fight against Russia. Didn't, didn't bother to make it on down to Ohio, where his policies have resulted in the perhaps permanent poisoning of tens of thousands of acres, acres of uh, farmland. No, but he did make it to Ukraine's capital city of Kiev early Monday morning in a surprise visit. Just ahead of the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of the country, Biden delivered remarks and met with President Zelensky at the palace to announce an additional half billion dollars in U.S. assistance. The new assistance includes shells for howitzers, anti-tank missiles, air surveillance radars, and other aid, but no new advanced weaponry. He's expected to visit Poland on Monday to mark the one-year anniversary since the war began, but instead embarked on a nearly 10-hour train ride from the Polish border to visit Ukraine. Capital. <laughs> what is more symbolic? Oh, what is more symbolic uh, than the the brain dead ninety year old zombie president of the United States meeting with the coke addict, cross dressing gay Jewish president of Ukraine in a bid to continue the fruitless, pointless, hopeless war, pushing the entire world to the brink of nuclear disaster. Our leadership, folks, it's our fault. It really is. And we're going to get uh, very much into that later. We'll show you the uh, pronouncement made by Kamala Harris in Europe um, claiming that Russia has committed crimes against humanity in a very serious tone, which is just – peace is not even on these people's mind. They aren't interested in it. It's just they're just going to drive us to World War Three. We are just living through, you know, what happened in the first world war, even in the second, just the inevitable drive towards utter catastrophe. Even though we know what lies at the end of it and it's nothing good, we really have to wake people up. I mean, the idea that people are out there just thinking that our politicians and leaders of our government are just doing their best and really you know, trying to fend off the evildoers of the world. It's just like you would think they'd wake up eventually. You would think that after the Iraq war and the Libya disaster and the Syrian war and just all of the wars over the last several decades, eventually we would start to be just the slightest bit skeptical when these despicable warmongers spend our time, money, and blood in fruitless endeavors for their own aggrandizement you would think the american people would finally get the message that this is all a scam but we still have work to do uh, meanwhile just going full 1984 hundreds of changes have been made to suit a new sensitive generation as the publisher of roll doll books is changing the roll doll books the rewriting of roll doll 
Cross's beloved children books, hundreds of the author's words have been changed or entirely removed in a bid for relevancy. Relevancy, that's what they're claiming that it is. We'll go through the changes uh, that they're making, but this is just full-on 1984 level. Changing things like uh, the word fat to the word enormous, uh, changing women's professions from cashier to top scientist, you know, to make it more relevant. We'll get into exactly why these changes are made and the uh, exact changes themselves, but it's, it's 1984. That's just, you can just read 1984 and figure out uh, why these things are done. Uh, but it's not just the Roald Dahl books that are being given this treatment lately. Daily Mail has this story. You must be having a laugh. Yes, Yes Minister and The Thick of It were among the satire programs flagged by beleaguered counter-terror-prevent schemes for encouraging far-right sympathies. Uh, and, yeah, in case you don't know, Yes Minister and The Thick of It, they're just uh, British sitcoms that were incredibly popular but apparently are now potential signs of right-wing extremism. Uh, also in this list – are things like Lord of the Rings, Brave New World, Joseph Conrad's The Secret Agent, 1984 by George Orwell, as we enter a just dystopian feedback loop of insanity, and the poems of G.K. Uh, Chesterton. It also references films including Ridge, uh, Bridge on the River Kwai, The Great Escape, and Zulu, which – I should uh, note our um, history. So, so it's history that makes you a right-wing extremist. It's actual legitimate historical records that must be changed and altered to fit with the modern times and stop people from becoming right-wing extremists. That should really tell you about what their real purpose is. And again, we'll read you. I mean it's Beowulf. It's Lord of the Rings. It's just all of this classic British literature and, of course, legitimate history that is being changed disguised, censored, and altered to fit the modern ideas of progressivism. Truly insane. Meanwhile, pipe bombs have been found near a train station in Elizabeth, New Jersey. The bomb drama that rattled the New York region over the weekend arrived here on Sunday when two men walked out of Hector's Palace restaurant near the city's train station and found a backpack containing five explosive. Oh, wait, no, this is an old story. What's happening here? All right, this is an old story uh, that must have gotten mixed up. No, the... Uh, what happened this weekend is a uh, pipe bomb was found on train tracks behind a church in Philadelphia. We'll get the correct story and uh, give you that information here. Uh, this was probably my fault. I was doing research into when this had, when this had happened before. Yeah, there's the story from InfoWars. Pipe bombs found behind church near Philadelphia railroad tracks. We'll get to that story and more on the other side. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is InfoWars, the American Journal. Ladies and gentlemen, a very exciting development has just taken place. I want to encourage you all to go to InfoWarsStore.com and check it out for yourself because it is a very strong, high-quality formula. Down and out sleep support liquid is very fast-acting, taken out of the tongue. It's got a very good dose of melatonin, passion flower, valerian root extract, lemon balm, and German chamomile. All of these compounds are documented on record help give you deeper, cleaner, healthier sleep. And that is one of the biggest game changers out there with all the stress we have in this world. And we've got some other great sleep aids as well, and they're excellent. They're all different formulas. But this one is particularly the strongest one we have. So down and out, sold out for more than five months. It's now back available at InfoWarsStore.com. So get better, deeper rest, 
boost your immune system, and support the InfoWar with Down and Out Sleep Support at InfoWarStore. I am extremely honored to be seen by the globalists as their number one enemy. I am blessed to know that our information is so hardcore that the enemies of humanity are obsessed with silencing us. They know the truth about their globalist operations is exposed. It's game over. And all over the planet, humanity is awakening and peacefully fighting back. And our main tool is free speech and the truth we promote using free speech. That's why when you share articles and videos from Band.Video or Infowars.com or Newswars.com, it changes the world. And that's why when you go to Infowarsstore.com and get amazing products that empower you and your body and your immune system and that of your family, you're also empowering the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. The fight starts at Infowars.com and the support of the fight starts at Infowarsstore.com. God bless and thank you all for your support. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Finishing up with our daily dispatch here, we have the correct story now from Infowars.com. Breaking pipe bombs found behind church near Philadelphia railroad tracks comes days after three trains derailed in three different states, one of which resulted in the large-scale ecological disaster in East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, Two homemade pipe bombs were discovered behind this church near railroad tracks, according to Philadelphia police. One of the 18-inch bombs had exploded, and another remained undetonated behind the St. Dominic's uh, St. Dominic's Catholic Church near the railroad tracks in Philadelphia's Holmesburg section, according to Kane Township Police Department from CNN. A postal carrier in the township northwest of Philadelphia found the intact bomb Tuesday and contacted police, according to the release. Whoever left it there had lit the fuse, but it went out before the device exploded, police said. On Wednesday, a caller told police there had been an explosion on Monday near a railroad un- underpass about 24 hours before the postal carrier found the other device only half a mile away, police said. The caller responded, Uh, reported the explosion after reading news reports of the pipe bomb that was discovered Tuesday. Chief of Police Joseph Elias said in a message to the community that so far no evidence has been found to suggest the bombs were intended for a specific group or individual. Just just having fun throwing pipe bombs or just just pipe bombing churches for the hell of it, probably, if I had to guess. Uh, Just incredible. Again, this does come just three days after, uh, just days after three trains derailed in three different states, one of which released toxic chemicals in East Palestine, Ohio. What I would like to know is what trains were scheduled to go by there? What trains were perhaps scheduled to coincide with the pipe bomb had it exploded? Is this the type of thing that we should be seeing evidence of all over the place? You know, we've got all these disasters, accidents, derailments, explosions, fires, just constantly across the whole world. People are obviously talking about it and speculating about it. Is it an accident? Is it on purpose? I think when you have a rash of disasters of unexplained origin, we can't tell whether they're accidents or on purpose. Then simultaneously, you're also finding pipe bombs on railroad tracks. I think that tends to uh, point towards the real impetus behind all of this stuff. It's sabotage. And again, we'll get into that probably later this segment, actually. 
But we'll finish off our daily dispatch with this. End of the end of American sovereignty. Biden regime negotiates a legal binding deal to give Chinese-backed World Health Organization full authority over U.S. pandemic policies. No Senate approval needed. Wow, you can't get Senate approval, so just circumvent it. Just completely destroy the checks and balances that have governed us since the beginning. The Biden regime never fails to orchestrate an avenue to circumvent the U.S. Constitution and betray the American people. A bombshell report from the Epoch Times Saturday reveals the regime is about to surrender America's sovereignty to the World Health Organization to give them full control over future pandemic policy. I mean, it only makes sense by how well they handled the first pandemic. This, this is the craziest part. You know, and... That, that's the thing. It's like I was thinking about this, and it almost doesn't matter whether any of this is on accident or on purpose. I was thinking about it this way. Say you're going out of town and you uh, leave your dogs with like a neighbor, and you come back and the dogs are dead. And they're like, ah, they got into rat poison. Sorry. And it's like, well, was it an accident? Was it on purpose? It kind of doesn't matter. You killed my dogs, right? It's it, it would kind of be worse if it was on purpose, but the dogs are still dead. So, you know, if, even if it was an accident, this was your responsibility. You're the one to, to pay for this. But you don't know. You just don't know whether your neighbor killed your dogs on purpose or by accident. But what happens if next time you go out of town, you give your dogs, your new dogs, you went out and got new dogs because the kids were upset. So you got new dogs and then you go out of town, you give them to the same neighbor. And you come back and, and the dogs are dead again. They've killed a second set of dogs of yours. Well, now it's... More evidence that it's on purpose, or it's just more evidence that they're even more incompetent than you thought the first time. And then you go out of town a third time. You get new dogs, of course, because those, you know, you got to get new dogs. And, and you hand them to the same neighbor. Like at that point, it's your fault. At that point, you are the one to blame because you keep giving the same people a chance over and over and over again. It almost doesn't matter if they're just woefully incompetent. And keep their rat poison stored right next to the, you know, or amongst the dog food. Like, maybe it's just incompetence. Maybe they really are just killing you. But at a certain point, you got to take on the responsibility and go, it doesn't matter whether these people are killing our dogs on purpose or just letting them eat rat poison on accident. They can't look after our dogs anymore. And, like, that's really how it feels with, with America right now. There was a, a especially good example of this where it was a woman bemoaning the trash and filth and chaos and crime of San Francisco, right? She takes a picture of this like lookout area and she's like, this used to be a lovely place where families would come and picnic, where I could spend a quiet afternoon just contemplating the city on, you know, on my break and, and relaxing. It used to be such a lovely place. Now look at it and it's just like needles and trash and just homeless camps and it's awful. And then like right under that, she's like, this is why we need more help for the home. This is why we need to put more money into the homelessness uh, problem. And why should why can't we be providing places for these people to live? And it's like, okay, at a certain point, you're just giving your dogs over to the dog murderers, and you're the one to blame for this, right? When you try these policies over and over and over, and they inevitably have the same catastrophic uh, outcome, it's your fault for continuing to try these these solutions. It's your fault for continuing to vote for the same people. We, we showed you the video a couple weeks ago. Gavin Newsom, like 10 years ago, 
when homelessness was an issue but not a major catastrophe for California going, we are, de- we are dedicating $10 billion to eradicate homelessness. They spend the $10 billion of your money and homelessness explodes and there's just more than ever before. Do they, do they stop and look back and go, gee, that wasn't the smartest play. What else can we do? What different policy can we make? Who else can we send our dogs to when we go out of vacation? They just double down. They just do it again, and it always has the same outcome. So at a certain point, it doesn't matter if it's on purpose or by accident. It, it, it just doesn't. It's your fault for continuing to trust the people who always screw everything up every single time. Why aren't you learning your lesson? Why can't the American people learn their lesson on this? Why can't you see the outcome of your policy and then change it? I mean, right now, you've got California lost like half a million people just leaving California, moving to Texas or Florida or Arkansas. Do they abandon their socialist programs? Not most of the time. I mean, you've got you've got two types of people leaving California. You've got those that are sick of it and probably like, most of my friends that are from California that moved to Texas, it was when they had kids. Like they had kids and they're like, all right, we can deal with the crap in, in California, but we're not subjecting our children to it. OK, so we're leaving. They understand and they don't want to live in a place that follows the socialist uh, lie to utter destruction. But the majority of people just somehow don't have the ability to realize that it's their policies that have left California that way. And it's really across the board. We just we we seemingly just can't learn our lesson. We just can't get through to the American people uh, the obvious cause of the consequences that they despise. It's very frustrating. I'm not sure what to do about it because you can only you know tell somebody something so many times, right? You can imagine this happening with your friend, where it's like you're giving your dog to the person that killed the last four dogs you had. Okay, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's just say goodbye to your dogs before you leave them there. Like this is it's it's going to happen again. And they're like, you're just so hateful. How dare you? I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I only encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have just so much still to discuss in today's program. Uh, War, obviously. Some very interesting developments. I mean, what you would expect, right? UK sending long-range weapons to Ukraine, that is weapons that can launch from the Ukraine and actually land 
inside Russia to kill Russian citizens. In many ways, effectively declaring war against uh, Russia, but not in so many words in the UK. You can only speculate as to how Russia will respond to this. I don't think I would respond to it very uh, softly, <laughs> right? Uh, at the same time, you've got things like this. Norway's prime minister says, we have reached the limit of armed supplies to Ukraine. From now on, we'll pay full attention to our own security and the needs of our own border. So not wanting to waste any more ammunition and, and money on this completely hopeless dune boggle. Is that even a word? <laughs> I don't know. So we'll, we'll – and we'll get a little bit more into that as well. Biden, of course, in Kiev uh, this weekend, maybe, maybe collecting his check. We don't know. We're not sure. But we'll get into that and some of the more developments of the, uh, the little international tour that our controllers are on. Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice knowing that America is – pushing the nuclear envelope and, you know, playing this game of nuclear brinksmanship with a bunch of diversity hires at the head. It's so nice, so wonderful. Again, we'll get into that a little bit later. We're also, of course, going to get into some of the more uh, developments with the train wreck disaster in Ohio. We're also going to spend quite a bit of time on the 15-minute city initiative as it, like every other globalist cancer, grows and infects more formerly healthy organs and turns them into vessels of the globalist state. Really sort of horrifying stuff going on on that. In that regard, we'll cover it all. Of course, you sponsor everything we do here by going to InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is our sole source of funding as we desperately try to cause the great awakening to inspire humanity to actually stand up for itself against the globalist psychopaths that are quite openly trying to turn your very town into a prison from which there is no escape and in which constant surveillance, constant control will be the watchword. And again, we'll, we'll do a whole presentation on this in the next segment. Well, there's also, you know... A lot of evidence that this is not a uh, hopeless fight. In fact, we're having a lot of protests spring up all over the world in opposition to all of these things, in opposition to the 15-minute cities, in opposition to the war, in opposition to the vaccine program and Pfizer's participation in that mass murder program across the uh, entire word, uh, world, really. So yeah, lots of stuff to cover uh, today. I want to spend some time now going to clip number 12 because, again, there was a massive rally against the war machine in Washington, D.C. this weekend. Thousands of people turning out to demand that the U.S. government stop this ridiculous war in Ukraine for which there can be no positive outcome. It's just a matter now of how far do you want to push the negative outcomes? Do you want to put you know, on one end of the scale is nuclear holocaust, world war, China, Russia, Iran teaming up as nuclear superpowers against the combined might of uh, Western Europe and India? Do you really want to push it that far? Do you really want to go down that trail and find out where it ends? Uh, or do you want to maybe cut your losses at this point and say, look, a couple provinces of Ukraine, small price to pay 
for averting the millions of dead that will inevitably result if we continue to push this program. You know where our leadership lies, but there are still tons of informed, intelligent people out there advocating against this inevitability. Let's go now to clip number 12. Here is Ron Paul at the rally against the war machine. They stole my line. No, I was going to say and open up by saying thank you very much. I appreciate the invitation. I like to visit places where I have friends. There are a lot of friends of liberty out here and a lot of friends of peace. So I get energized with coming here. A lot of people give me some credit for coming and helping them along. But the truth is I get energized. Thank you very much for coming and thank you very much for inviting me. You know, I was going to say that uh, we've heard a, a lot of speeches and a lot of opinions, and everybody has joined in. I didn't hear anybody saying, we need to expand the war. Uh, we're not doing well in, uh, in Ukraine, but we need to take on the Russians. That'll go better. Oh, no, we need to go to China, and we're still struggling in Syria. No, nobody's for that. At least I haven't heard them. They didn't get a place. I hope they didn't ever get, get a place on the platform for that. So this has been, uh, you, you know, wonderful uh, to uh, come to a place that, uh, that, uh, that comes together on this issue. But the one thing is that uh, I've emphasized over the years when speaking uh, in a couple of campaigns is that, uh, you know, it's, it's serious. And we just heard a very serious dissertation about how, how serious the problem we deal with. But, you know, with that, understanding how serious this is, my admonition is always come together and have fun. And I understand a lot of people have been having fun today, meeting new people and joining. I think that's great. But, you know, uh, I also came because uh, I've been concerned. I've been really worried about something. And I haven't figured it out yet. I'm not into technology and all, but I'm, I'm, I want to know more about this thing called artificial intelligence. What, what is that all about? But, you know, I figured it out. I put up with it for 23 years in the Congress, and there was a lot of artificial intelligence over there, let me tell you. <laughs> A lot of innuendos and, and whatnot. But, you know, I wanted to simplify my speech, and, of course, somebody stole my line. But I think that uh, they, we can deal with the war issue very simply. And believe me, and I'll explain it more why I believe this, that the answer is, and the Fed. <laughs> I knew there were friends here. Thank you. <laughs> no, and there's a reason why ending the Fed is, uh, is a uh, movement towards stopping these wars. How do they finance them? They have to tax the people. Well, they tax them with income taxes and, and all kinds of taxes, but they never have enough money. 
they never have enough money, so um, they have to borrow a lot of money, and then people get tired borrowing the money and loaning the money to the government. So what do they do? They have this little gimmick called run up the debt and print the money. And, you know, if, uh, if you're on the side of uh, thinking our government is too big, and as libertarians, we generally think the government's too big all over the place, <laughs> and uh, we'd, like, we'd like to cut back. So if, uh, if you can't print the money and you can't collect the taxes by debasing the currency and stealing the wealth from the people, unnerving the middle class and the poor, because that's who really pays for this, you couldn't have a war. You couldn't have runaway spending. You couldn't have debts. And we should have it in the Constitution, and Jefferson argued for it. He said that uh, you shouldn't even ha be allowed to have debt. I think that's a pretty good idea. No debt at all. There's uh, Ron Paul getting to the heart of the matter. That's just the beginning of his uh, much longer speech. You can find the video on my uh, daily dispatch, harrisonhillsmith.substack.com. 60 videos today. I only put 20 in the show folder. We'll try to get to more on the other side. In fact, we'll, uh, we'll see how we do it. We'll play it by ear. But we have so much to cover today. I think we'll stick with the anti-war stuff in the next segment and go to the 15 minutes in the third, uh, second hour. But still a lot to come, so stay tuned, folks. The cavalry has arrived. Ultimate bone broth is the strongest, highest quality chicken-based bone broth you're going to find with all of the effects for your joints, your bones, your muscles, your heart, but more importantly, your immune system. Everybody knows about grandma and chicken broth. Well, this is concentrated chicken broth, the strongest out there with chaga mushroom and a whole bunch of other ingredients like turmeric. The list goes on and on. This is definitely the strongest, best bone broth out there, and your purchase supports the Info War, a 360 win. If you've not experienced bone broth, and even the regular ones have great effects, believe me, you want to get InfoWars Life Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsTore.com. Now, it'll take an hour to tell you all the great stuff about it. Just go to InfoWarsTore.com, read the facts there, and then order some, and you can't lose. It's nutritive, it empowers your body, it's great for your immune system, with bones and joints, and it funds the InfoWar. So, Ultimate Bone Broth, now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com for 25% off. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had this success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, war. War is on the agenda. They're very excited. Just, uh, just incredible stuff. 
But I want to quickly revisit the video that we played in the beginning of this show. That's Tulsi Gabbard's speech. We'll stop it after about a minute or so. She makes a very interesting comment very early on in her speech about the people that are behind this war and what their plan is once things get really nasty. So let's let's go back to uh, clip number 11 here. This is from, again, the Rage Against the War Machine march. Uh, let's listen to Tulsi Gabbard, and then we'll talk a little bit about what exactly she's referencing. Let's watch. Those people who work in our nation's capital eagerly continue to escalate tensions, eagerly wage new cold wars, understanding that if there's a nuclear attack, yes, they will be okay in their bunkers where they literally have plans to be able to continue to wage wars from their bunkers without any consideration for the rest of us. Hmm. And right, the we, destruction we can, uh, and incineration. We can stop right there. And of course, this is the this is the plot of Doctor Strangelove, right? There's this catastrophe looming on the horizon, and those in power are busy determining whether it's better for them to let the catastrophe happen and to simply wait out the nuclear fallout for the next hundred years in underground bases with only the most fertile of women to keep them company, right? It's actually doesn't sound like that bad of a deal. You really get right down to it, or do they actually try to uh, stop the disaster? And while obviously that's a it's, it's a comedy movie, it's actually a very real consideration. And these underground bunkers, they really shouldn't be called bunkers. You, you think of a bunker, you think of something in someone's backyard with a couple months of storable food and water to keep you safe from uh, a nuclear disaster. These are these are way more than bunkers. These are entire cities built underneath mountains uh, by the military-industrial military complex, meaning private companies and uh, the U.S. military itself. And f- funnily enough, TikTok has helped to expose some of these things because the truck drivers that deliver supplies to these underground cities uh, make videos just being like, look how cool this tunnel is. <laughs> and it's like, are you supposed to be putting that up? Are people supposed to know that this exists? It's pretty astonishing. So I want to go to one of such video. Uh, let's see. This is clip number three here. Or no, I'm sorry, not clip number three. Yeah, clip number seven. On Twitter it said, uh, in many regions, supplies and equipments are constantly transported by trucks to the enlarged and more fortified caves. Fortified caves is one way to put it. Uh, but again, there's lots of these videos out there. Really, thanks to TikTok, I, I haven't seen them posted pretty much anywhere else, but these truck drivers uh, are letting us know you know, what's really going on. Not a lot of details, but uh, you can see the scale of the thing, and you can just let your, your mind run wild as to how much money this costs to upkeep and why the people in power would spend this much money to upkeep such a system. Uh, so let's go now to clip number seven, and you can just take a look for yourself. Hey, TikTok, just a quick update. It's uh, Saturday, I believe, and uh, here's the truck I've been driving for the last few days uh, for Wilson Logistics. Um, this trailer just uh, was assigned to us from Kraft over at the Kraft uh, Foods plant, and we're delivering it here to what's called the Springfield Underground. And that is, as you can see behind me, this giant, giant cave 
that's big enough to house hundreds of these trucks. Giant cave big enough to house hundreds of these trucks. Running through here. Just train track running through. Back here, there's a regular sized truck. See how tall that is up there. Um, it's just incredible. Anyway, having a great time learning lots. A great Talk time learning lots. He's just inside some some military establishment with the big letter nineteen, by the way. So you can only assume that there are eighteen more of these types of things. I mean that that stands to reason in that one cave complex system. And again, you can just see in this video for for radio listeners, you got to go to Bandai Video and watch this when we put it up. It'll be up a little bit later today, but. I mean, just enormous, just unimaginably enormous. And of course, what he's delivering is foodstuffs, right? It's the Kraft Corporation uh, loading down tractor trailers full of food and sending it in. Is it just to store for emergency or more likely is this to feed God knows how many people that are at work staffing these places? I mean, you can only imagine what goes on. Under here. So these are the types of installations that Tulsi Gabbard is talking about. The, the preparations have already been done. The underground parallel breakaway society is ready and rearing to go. And it, you really have to ask yourself the question. You know, it's like – it's almost like being um, being in like a hostage situation where the people – who are trying to get you out are like covered head to tail and or head to toe in uh, impenetrable armor and like don't have to worry about anything and they're just like out there like you can do whatever you want to us we will never surrender and you're sitting there with nothing like holding a blanket just like um but i don't have any armor actually actually i don't have the protection that you do that you are so you feel safe you feel perfectly you know capable of standing up to these people but it's us that's going to pay the price it's us unprotected people that are not going to be allowed into the cave system to live through the catastrophe that they are now bringing about so that was interesting that tulsi gabbard and she actually says this was the reason she wanted to get into politics in the first place she realized that our entire world is being run by madmen who do not fear nuclear catastrophe because they have an escape hatch they can get away with it they can get out from this uh, and leave you to suffer and die in the wake of their actions and the consequences of what they have brought about and, of course, they're doing everything they can to prolong and exacerbate this war. President Biden has uh, made a surprise visit to Kiev, Ukraine to meet with uh, President Zelensky. Uh, Blinken warning China against providing aid to Russia says balloon surveillance must never occur again. Oh, very scary, Blinken. I'm sure China is uh, quivering in their boots. Uh, no, in fact, we have uh, video from some of the uh, – some of the Chinese um, people. Maybe I didn't put it on the list. Is it clips? Yes, thank you. Uh, Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs says the U.S. owes the world an explanation for blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. This is, the, this is just the – on the terms of uh, – since we're talking about Roald Dahl today, in terms of Fantastic Mr. Fox, this is the form of cluster cuss that we're dealing with right now brought about by all of these people. Uh, Blinken attempting to stand up to China. Don't you dare supply weapons to Ukraine. We demand everyone in the world supply weapons to Ukraine, but don't you dare supply weapons to Russia. 
Okay, a little hypocritical, nonsensical, stupid, pointless, impotent, but fine, make your demands and they'll laugh in your face. Here is the uh, Chinese foreign affairs minister calling for an investigation into the terrorist attack carried out by the American government. He says the Nord Stream gas pipelines are a vital transnational infrastructure. The explosions have led have had a serious impact on global energy market and ecological environment. If the American investigative journalist Hirsch is telling the truth, which he is, by the way, and it was the U.S. who attacked the pipelines, the act is clearly unacceptable and must be answered for. The U.S. owes the world a responsible explanation. What we want to ask is why those media outlets that have always been claiming themselves to be free, professional, and fair have made few reports on the latest Nord Stream investigation and such a major incident as the train accident that caused chemical leak, which is threatening American people's life and safety. As far as we know, it's not the first time that this has happened. Why is the Chinese government speaking out for the people of America more than the American government? Why are our so-called geopolitical enemies seemingly – why does it seem that they care more about us than the people that sit in our elective offices? This is a major issue, and everything that, that Chinese dude said is exactly right. These people do need to held, be held to account, and either we're going to pay the price because China and Russia are going to hold all of America to account, or maybe we need to punish the people that did this. Because they don't stand for us. They don't work for us. They aren't doing anything for our benefit. It does nothing to benefit us when they blow up a Nord Stream pipeline or cover up the chemical spill in Ohio. So why don't we punish those people ourselves? Why don't we just hand them over to Russia and China? Tell you what, Biden's in Kiev. Why don't we just send him a couple more miles into Russia and go, sorry about that. These people are psychopaths. Don't blame us for what they do. It seems like a reasonable uh, solution for me. Punish people that are actually doing this and leave the American people the hell alone. Seriously. We'll be back on the other side with the second hour, folks. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. You know we're the only outlet speaking in this way. Nobody else will even touch it. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers... They really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself, the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I only encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com. And you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keeping us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. The 
Euphrates River has been slowly drying up for years. And lately, this trend has increased in both its speed and impact on countries in the surrounding region. In fact, over 7 million people are directly affected by the river drying up. This is due to the construction of multiple new dams, the water policies enacted by governments, and mostly this is because of droughts. Droughts from a lack of rainfall. But is this just a cyclical climate pattern in this part of the world, which will one day return to a surplus of rainfall that fills the river again? Or is this a sign of the end times? The river Euphrates is mentioned many times throughout the Bible, mostly referred to as a general geographic area, or as the border of an empire's reach, fought over by various groups of people as kings tried to conquer more lands for their kingdom. However, in the book of Revelation, the Euphrates River takes on a prophetic purpose, which has infatuated Bible scholars for centuries. In chapter 16, the clear reference to the Euphrates River drying up is made as seven angels pour God's wrath upon the earth, the infamous seven plagues. Quote, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Probably meaning the way was prepared for the kings of the east to conquer the traditional holy land, seeing as the river would no longer be in the way. Because this is the sixth plague or judgment of God's wrath, we will have to see the first five plagues executed beforehand, meaning that the Euphrates River will not dry up until the mark of the beast is enacted and those who receive it have sores, all sea life is killed, the rivers turn to blood, etc. In short, we will see these other signs of judgments before the Euphrates River dries up and demonstrates the plague prophecy. In chapters 8 through 11, seven angels stand before God and individually sound seven trumpets in sequential order, each initiating a new event in the course of the end times, before the great conflict between good and evil reaches its ultimate climax. In chapter 9, John writes, quote, The sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice, saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed to slay the third part of men. So in the end time scenario, the Euphrates River plays a deadly role. But what are these four angels released to slay a third of the population? The following verses describe these four angels as horsemen with breastplates of fire, and their horses with the heads of lions, breathing fire and brimstone from their mouths, which is what is said to kill the third part of men. Clearly, like prophecies throughout the entire Bible, these images in Revelation are symbolic. But what do these symbols mean? The best way to interpret prophecy is through the studying of other pieces of scripture, using the Bible itself as its own interpreter. There are many views on the symbolic meanings in the book of Revelation. So be a responsible student, read the Bible for yourself, and see if you can catch a glimpse of understanding from this scripture. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. This is Brian Wilson with Infowars.com. Of course, you can find that video on band.video. Learned how the Euphrates River drought is a sign of the end times. I, I don't think uh, we take 
you know, as obviously we do here at InfoWars, but the wider public doesn't take these type of thing seriously enough, even to the extent of something as seemingly silly as like Groundhog Day, right? But there's a certain psychic energy that happens when a huge community decides to treat something as prophetic. It tends to be like a self-fulfilling thing. Do you remember what happened this year when they tried to uh, pull the groundhog out, see whether winter would last several more weeks? Uh, It was dead. (laughs) It died. In the ancient world, uh, people would have, like, gone to war over a sign like that. Maybe we should pay attention to it. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we will be opening up the phones for your calls this hour. The number dial is 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Taking your calls now. Perhaps no story encapsulates the issues that we face right now better than this. Ukrainian refugee girl finds San Francisco schools so violent she wants to go back. A Ukrainian refugee girl who settled in San Francisco with her mother is finding public school in the city so violent that she longs to return to her war-torn country where she feels children are less cruel to one another. As reported on Sunday, it didn't take Yana long to realize that real life in her eighth grade classes at Marina Middle School was nothing like the scenes that played out on her television screen. Students interrupted classes, jumped on desks, cursed at teachers. At first, Yana wondered what was going on, but then, quote, nothing happened. Students were not disciplined or prevented from repeat behavior. Yana just wants to go back to her hometown in central Ukraine, back to the only school she knew before the war, even as her mom and aunt have started to research camps and other programs in San Francisco to occupy the summer months. A year ago, San Francisco voters recalled three school board members after concerns that the district had uh, moved in a radical far-left direction. So again, you've got you know the war in Ukraine, which of course was largely started by American influence uh, groups like the Open Society Foundation cooperating with the CIA to foment the chaos there in order to you know uh, get basically get Russia to attack first, and so. We have the excuse of going, well, it's not us. It's them. They're, they're invading. But all you have to do is have a memory a little bit longer than a couple years to remember all this happening. In fact, in case you don't remember, let's, let's go back in time. Let's uh, take a look at this and we can uh, – the audio doesn't have to be too high in this because it's uh, pretty loud. This was a, a video from back in 2014. Here's Ukrainian soldiers uh, just shooting into the homes of civilians in east Ukraine. Let's, uh, let's watch this. They are smiling, laughing out in the open, right? They're not, they're not shooting at snipers, shooting back at them. They're not unloading their rifles into a fortified position. It's an apartment building that they're firing into pointlessly. This is just the type of terror that the people in eastern Ukraine in the Donbass region experienced. Uh, for year upon year until Russia intervened. Not a lot of talk about this. American uh, politicians weren't calling this a war crime and demanding intervention to stop Ukraine from carrying this out. 
But there it is. And, of course, even this weekend, you have uh, Israeli bombers bombing the hell out of civilian areas of Damascus, even even as uh, that area tries to rebuild itself from the horrific uh, earthquake that has killed over something like 20,000 people. Totally insane. But not only are they not calling out Israel for committing crimes against humanity, committing war crimes and demanding intervention there, they aren't even mentioning it. It's not even being reported anywhere. That's what life is like under a international rules-based system where only one side gets to uh, or has to abide by it. Pretty insane stuff. Uh, Blinken, of course, is doing everything he can to encourage the perspective that uh, crimes against humanity have occurred in Ukraine only from the Russians. Now, of course, on this show, we've showed you Russian sol- or I'm sorry, Ukrainian soldiers dropping chemical weapons on the Russian military. That's obviously a war crime. I don't even show you the videos, but we have all of them. And if you subscribe to my Substack, then you have access to them. Uh, videos of Ukrainian soldiers literally torturing and killing Russian prisoners of war. Also, obviously a war crime. Put that on top of the crimes against humanity committed from 2014 and uh, beyond. I mean, it's just, it's completely arbitrary what these people care about, what they want you to focus on, who they want you to blame for which actions. It's, they don't care about the truth. They don't care about peace. They don't care about any of the things that they pretend to care about. They care about using those things to get you to be in favor of their warmongering. It's really as simple as that. Here's the published uh, statement from Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, crimes against humanity in Ukraine, based on careful analysis of the law and available facts, I have determined that members of the Russian forces and other Russian officials have committed crimes against humanity in Ukraine. My God. Do you have any evidence? No? Just your word? Great. Well, you're a liar, so I'm just not going to believe you. Yeah, if this if this was really happening, it'd, it'd be bad. You know, it would, it would really not be good. Uh, but you're despicable liars that I wouldn't trust to watch my dog when I went out of town for the weekend. So why would I trust you in a matter of such importance when I don't, I mean, you're the ones that bombed the Nord Stream pipeline. I don't know if that exactly was a uh, crime against humanity, but I think if Russia did it, you would say that it was. Uh, again, so it's just, you know, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to get through to people like, I just try to put myself in the mindset of normies that are just like, yes, Kamala Harris and President Biden are over there standing up for for the brave Ukrainians against big bad Russia. Thank God they're there, and they're just like just making money hand over fist, hundreds of billions of dollars, no end in sight, no discussion of peace. They started this war. They created it. Everybody recognizes it at this point. If you watch the show, you know we've quoted everybody from former prime ministers of Italy to current prime ministers of places like France. I mean you just – everybody's just like, yeah, this is Ukraine's fault. Yeah, they could have just stopped bombing the people of Donbass six years ago, and none of this would have ever happened. But they were encouraged to, and this entire conflict was created by the American intervention in Ukraine that, of course, Trump tried to put a stop to, and they impeached him over it. I mean all of this is obvious. All of it's just readily available for anybody that wants to look for it. Uh, but we have to sit here and just – it's almost like a ru- humiliation ritual. We'll go to clip number eight here uh, when you've got, again, just – and I got to say, 
the leftists. It is it is biblical the level to which you people have been played. Really, just we're all going to die because you people are just so easy to control and manipulate. And, and it's of a historical level because you've got positions that forever, for all of time, for the rest of history, the position of first female and first non-white woman elected to the vice presidency, an executive position at the highest levels of our government, will forever be occupied by somebody that was the least popular person in the Democratic primary. Nobody wanted her. Nobody liked her. She basically booed off the stage at the debates. Nobody liked her at all. But she's in the position. She was appointed there. Like you got – you people get played so hard. And then she – who is she? She's a – somebody that literally got her start in politics as a whore. I'm not – not as a – not as a you know criticism of her but like just something to call her, a name to call her. No, but by – like literally Willie Brown, the mayor of San Francisco was like, oh yeah, I gave her a position because she dated me. <laughs> like It's like this is who for all of history you have as your representative of uh, this great achievement. So again, we are playing nuclear brinksmanship and the people on our side are diversity hires, incompetence, literal imbeciles that don't even know what they're doing. Here is her very – trying to be very serious and again, it's it's half funny because of what a despicable failure she is. But also have horrifying that this has real-world consequences. Let's go down to clip number se- uh, eight here. Kamala Harris saying Russia has committed crimes against humanity. Mm, very serious. The United States has formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. And I say to all those who have perpetrated these crimes and to their superiors who are complicit in these crimes, you will be held to account. If you listen closely, you can hear Putin laughing from here. In the face of these indisputable facts, to all of us here in Munich, let us renew our commitment accountability let us says the administration that blew up the Nord Stream pipeline they don't want accountability you want to beat the new world order you want to stop their globalist agenda well so do I and I've been the most effective individual in the fight against the globalist and I've got their number and I know how to bring them down but ladies and gentlemen I can't do it without your support and the good news is we're only under about two hundred thousand dollars a month bad news is the enemy is intensifying their attacks on every front, but I'm not going to back down. And I'll never give up, but I could give out. So please keep me on the field. Keep me on the front lines against the enemy while getting great products at the same time that will empower you and your family. Infowarsstore.com for the best supplements and more. Or just make a straight donation, big red banner at the top of Infowarsstore.com, and that way all the money goes towards the fight, not part of it going towards product cost. But I thank you all for your support. Please commit now to go to InfoWarsStore.com, get great products, and make donations. I thank you for your support. Now take action. The globalists are counting on you not taking action. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. 
And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. cover here today. We're going to go out to your phone calls now. I understand we have uh, some good ones. If you want to call in, the number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. Dana or Dana in California wants to talk about a new bill, a new federal bill, I understand. Uh, Dana, thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Yes, Harrison. uh, Thank you so much. I must say, I've been watching you guys for a while, and uh, uh, what you started a year ago with uh, Karen Kingston talking about <clears throat> what's going on at UC Riverside, California, the uh, funding to figure out how to put uh, vaccines in plants for uh, edible consumption uh, really, really caught our eye, and uh, it caught the eye of uh, Tennessee Representative Scott Sabicki of uh, District 64. <clears throat> So I said to him, what do you think about this? And he said, wow, I can't believe this is going on. They're going to actually put um, vaccines for human consumption in our food supply. And I said, yeah, you know, it's out there. It's public knowledge. And, uh, you know, it would be great if uh, we could, you know, try to figure out how to deal with this in Tennessee. And he said, you can't. He said the FDA and the USDA are too powerful in the state of Tennessee. And you won't be able to prevent these kinds of foods from coming into the food supply. He says, but maybe we could create a labeling bill where the food that is coming in is labeled. So just think about this. You go to a restaurant and you say, well, do I want to order the vaccinated salad or the unvaccinated salad? Good Lord. So now it has to be labeled. So he put the bill together. Originally, it was uh, House Bill 0016. And uh, it didn't say human in it, so he had to redo it uh, with the, the legal team there. And now it's House Bill 0032 in Tennessee. And the Tennessee Farm Bureau, which is the insurance company for the farm, and also other people, and they, they do a lot of lobbying and, and things like that at the uh, state level, um, they said, Scott, we want to meet with you. We don't like this bill. So he wasn't sure what was going on. He met with them. He met with the president of the Tennessee Farm Bureau. And uh, he met with their legal team that deals with the laws at the Tennessee state level. And they said, we don't like this. Um, We think there's going to be an interstate issue because you have a mom and pop grocery store in Tennessee and they want to get supplies, whatever to sell. Uh, They may go to Kentucky and the food's not labeled in Kentucky and it's sold to Tennessee residents. So they said, we want to push this up to the federal level. This should be a federal discussion. Mm. 
So this happened uh, last week, and it's now in the hands of the American Farm Bureau in Washington, D.C., and Marsha Blackburn is picking it up along with uh, Mark Green, who are going to work this at the federal level to figure out how we get labeling of these kinds of foods that are basically tainted with uh, some sort of a human vaccine, whatever it might be. Today it's mRNA, tomorrow it could be something else. Uh, and uh, that's kind of where we are right now. So I thought, I just wanted to compliment you guys because it's because of your Karen Kingston presentation one year ago, it started people thinking about this and started um, politicians thinking about what do we do? How do we, this is, it's a consumer protection issue. Sure. You know, if, if this stuff is in someone's food, you know, you go to the restaurant or you go to the grocery store and you got little Johnny and you're thinking this to yourself, well, is this little Johnny's second or third vaccinated salad this month? You know, is he going to have an allergic reaction? I mean, there is a, you know, there's a law in relation to labeling for peanut allergies. Mm-hmm. Well, the same kinds of things should exist here, but nobody's talking about it. And the state of Tennessee is trying to be a bit of preemptive with this to get the proper labeling because we're, we're probably not going to be able to keep it out of our food supply, but that's what's happening. So I thought you just guys would, would, would want to know no, uh, yeah, what, yeah. what you started and, and good stuff. Well, definitely. And uh, that's fantastic here. And congratulations to you on uh, and, and whoever was helping you on getting this in front of uh, the Tennessee legislature. And now, of course, uh, it's making its way up to the, the federal level. I, just while you were talking, I was searching. I couldn't find anything on the federal level, but we do have the uh, bill from the Tennessee General Assembly, HB 0032. This bill prohibits additional conduct under the Tennessee Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act as described below. Uh, it would classify the following acts. And the causing of the following acts is Class C misdemeanors, the manufacture, sale, or delivery, holding, or offering for sale of food, drug, device, or comedic that is adulterated or misbranded, the adulteration or misbranding of food, uh, drug, device, or cosmetic, the receipt of uh, – so, I mean, this is exactly what you're talking about. Here it is. People can go find it and look it up for, uh, for themselves if they want to see it. I guess it has a corresponding Senate bill, 0088, and uh, I'd love to hear what Marsha Blackburn is um, – doing in respect of this on the federal level it's good to see that uh, people are picking this up that's great and of course we always ask the question here if vaccines are mandatory do you have to know about them i mean if they can tell you you have to take the vaccine can they also secretly give it to you without telling you because you know what's the difference why would your awareness be necessary if they're going to force it on you anyway and we know that they have this plan to put vac- so-called vaccines and of course they're not vaccines and we probably shouldn't use that label since they are just mrna uh, gene manipulation uh, technologies. They're not vaccines until the dictionary changed the definition of vaccine to match what these are. So they're not they're not vaccines at all. Uh, so who covered this? I can't see the uh, just local. Uh, this is just the local news in Tennessee. Tennessee bill would require clear labeling of vaccines in food. Vaccines in food, just insane. And you're right. I mean, if without our awareness, without people standing up and speaking out about this, they would have just done it and not said anything and just. You wouldn't have known. You would for the last three years. You've been eating mRNA uh, spike protein vaccines. Just completely, totally absurd. And of course, there we know that cows that are vaccinated, the vaccine is in the milk. Chickens that are vaccinated, the vaccine's in the eggs. So I mean, they're literally poisoning our entire food supply with this from the ground up. No uh, exaggeration there. I'm glad you called in about this, and uh, thank you for that, uh, Dana. Anything else before we let you go? No, just that um, uh, Representative Scott Sapicki is happy to talk uh, with anyone about this and, and uh, you know, let, let the world know because this is going to be a national issue very quickly.
uh, as it should be. Thank you. We'll we'll reach out to him. See if he uh, see if he wants to come on. Very uh, important stuff. And of course, this used to be something that you know my stance on made me a leftist, right? Not wanting GMOs in the food, at least wanting the GMOs labeled so you can avoid them. Uh, not wanting pesticides and poisons in our food. I mean, on from the poisons to the GMO manipulation, and now the vaccines. And actually, we'll we'll. This will be a nice segue into our next segment because we're going to talk about the 15-minute cities and on top of that, the horrific replacement to farming that they're coming out with. Well, we'll show you a little uh, preview of this now. Clip number 22, this is actually posted by an official Chinese government uh, account on Twitter, a profitable high-tech farm. So they're getting rid of family farms, getting rid of the – the mom and pops with the, with the cows and the chickens and the pigs, they're going to replace it with something that looks like this. Let's watch. It's $4 billion to build a 26-story to raise 600,000-plus pigs. This is a farm in your globalist utopia. Dystopia. I mean, it looks like a, a soulless apartment building, but inside that will just be hundreds of thousands of pigs. Probably, and at that point, yeah, you got to vaccinate them. You got to fill them with antibiotics you got to pump them full of uh, growth hormone that's the future of farming if we don't stand up and demand something natural and good and righteous rather than this dystopian technocratic hellish world i've got some good news ladies and gentlemen after over two years of being sold out ultimate bone broth is now back in stock and updated even stronger at infowarsstore.com concentrated Bone broth from chickens, chaga mushroom, and so many other amazing ingredients like turmeric and bee pollen. Learn about the effects and what it does for your body at InfoWarsStore.com because it is the bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. The, the bone broth. The, the bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. What in the world? But now with the milk, I was like, whoa, this has milk in it. Whoa. It tastes like good. Damn, this tastes so good. Mmm. Tastes like the best milkshake ever. The best milkshake ever. It tastes like Ovaltine. It tastes like Ovaltine. It tastes like Ovaltine. Like good. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we have like all this stuff happening, and it's all happening in coordination. It's all happening by design at exactly the same time. And we're trying to lay out to you how the attack is really on from all directions. 15-minute smart cities, uh, the vaccine programs, vaccines in your food now, obviously just horrifying the implications of that. And the Ukraine war and the energy crisis that that's created and the Nord Stream pipeline that has exacerbated all of that and the fact that all of this is contributing to the inflation that is driving people at a higher rate than ever before to have to dip into their retirement funds just to stay afloat, meaning that they are draining your savings by these actions, meaning that 
They are bringing about the world in which you will own nothing. Everything you ever have will be a debt-based, uh, you know, something you have to pay off. It's a, it's the paradigm of the company store that used to exist uh, in this country. I mean, it's all, it's all happening all at once. Not just separate movements independently destroying the culture and the nation and sense of safety and all of that stuff, but all operating, all doing their part to bring about the total collapse, which they will take advantage of and use to their own ends because that's the design the entire time. But at the same time, the awakening is occurring just this weekend. You had, of course, the Rage Against the, machine, uh, Rage Against the War Machine rally in D.C. demanding a stop to uh, the Ukraine war, bringing together socialists and libertarians to stand up for peace when nobody else will. But you also had massive protests against the Oxford 15-minute city center program. We'll show you videos of that in just a little bit. You also had a massive protest in Ottawa as the Canadian government decided it was perfectly valid and a appropriate use of the Emergency Act for Justin Trudeau to shut down the bank accounts of the people who didn't like what he was doing. Uh, but, you know, so, you know, it's like that's sort of the perfect example, right? You have simultaneously the you know, official approval of these types of really dystopian totalitarian methods of silencing dissidents, but the corresponding protest of people saying we will not be silenced, we know what you're doing, and we're not going to stand down for it. You've got, you know, protests uh, embroiling massive segments of the French population as they burn the NATO flag and demand a stop to this war. So, You've got like all of these mass. Oh, and also the the Pfizer HQ being protested in New York. Tons of videos from that huge crowd out chanting Nuremberg, demanding that these people be held to account for their crimes against humanity. I mean, the awakening really is on, folks. And that last caller, you know, showed us how effective this information war can be when put into action. When you know we cover what these people are trying to do, and you reach out to your local representative and they start passing a bill and that gets the attention of people at the federal level we can actually put a stop to this we can actually put this information into action and prevent what they want us to think is inevitable the the prison planet state of things and again we'll get to the videos that show you just how just how real and appropriate that phrase is prison planet here you're seeing videos from the new york city march again we're there Quite literally chanting Nuremberg and demanding recompense from these people in their massive, uh, massive genocidal program. So I hope you can support us in this mission. Of course, with your calls, with your activism, with taking this information and putting it into, into action. And we get a lot of people who really want Infowars to do more. They're like mad at us that all we do is talk about this. It's like we, not everybody can do everything. Our job is very clear. Our job is to inform you about this stuff. Our job is to catalog and capture all of this information from across a huge spectrum of sources, try to identify what is important, what is coming down the pipe, what is around, not the next corner, but the corner after that and the corner after that to prepare you to defend yourself, your family, but also your nation, your community against these programs. We're, we're passing the torch on to you. It's up to you, and it's amazing what people are able to achieve by taking this information and turning it into activism and policy and things like that. So we'll continue to do our part as the 
you know, centralized information hub here. All we ask is that you support us in this and then take this information and put it into action. Start your own movement. Start your own groups. Start your own protest. We're seeing the fire start to rise. We're seeing the snowball of the Great Awakening start to roll down the hill and and gather steam. We know that our enemies are only going to double down on their programs. We cannot ask them nicely to stop doing what they're doing because what they're doing is not an accident. What they're doing is not a incidental you know, outcome of their program. These are the outcomes that they desire. These are why these programs are in place. So you have to stop them. You can't ask them to stop. You can't beg them to stop. You can't, you know, they are not interested in this information. They know this information. They're in favor of it. So it's up to you to take it and uh, use your power as an American citizen using the rights that we still maintain to stop all this in its tracks, not just American, uh, across the world. And again, most of the news we're going to cover in the next couple of segments is going to be uh, about Europe since they're under this exact same program. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. We make it so easy for you to do it. And, of course, we provide you many of the antidotes to the poisons that you're being fed, right? Try the prebiotic fiber that's now back in stock, 40% off. InfoWars Life MD has everything from the turmeric supplement to the CBD supplement to, uh, you know, the the – Vitamin shoes, D3, vitamin shoes, I mean, it's almost every day I see some new benefit to vitamin D. The, the latest is a scientific study showing that vitamin D can help uh, build and retain muscle mass. This on top of just the study after study after study that shows how effective it is in superpowering your immune system. So we not only give you the information you need to have a healthy self and community and nation, but we give you the supplements that you need to actually combat some of the attacks that we're under and of course it's a total 360 win meaning that you keep us on air you keep the alex jones show the war room the american journal and all of the great creators at band.video pumping out this information as you know, tactical nukes against the uh opposition in the information war and with that we go back out to your phone calls janitor 73 wants to talk about these underground tunnels these massive caves uh janitor 73 you're on the air Good morning, Harrison. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw that video come over the weekend. Oh, by the way, thank you for everything you guys do. You have the best morning show on the internet, hands down. Nothing better. Next, those caves. Um, there was something in our local news here, uh, Springfield, Missouri, about a year ago, talking about those caves and how they store like a million pounds of cheese under there and all that. Now I'm reading now it's up to like 1.4 billion pounds of cheese is stored under there. Springfieldunderground.com. They lease like base down there and 30 foot ceilings and miles and it's pretty amazing my brother's a trucker i want to find out what he knows about there mm. what do you what pretty, do you think cool what do you stuff. think they're they're doing with with oh my god seven million pounds of dairy missouri's cheese caves good lord uh, like what do you think this is a are they just <laughs> they just need seven million pounds of cheese just for a rainy day i mean what do you think this is about that's three pounds of cheese for each American. I don't know, man. Maybe the InfoWars needs to lease a piece, uh, uh, lease space there. Let's uh, get, get in on some of that cheese in an underground base. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. And, and again, you know, it's sort of like all this stuff. Like I even – I know people are going to take it the wrong way when I say this. But like a lot of this stuff is not bad on its surface. Even I think like big government, not bad on – it's, it's about – what it's intended for and who is using it. Like a lot of these, even like some of the, you know, if they were using the power of surveillance to actually go after criminals, 
I could see that being a positive thing. If they're using these underground bases to actually like, you know, store food and supplies for the American people, if some disaster happens, then we have access to it. But it's like none of it is for our benefit. None of it is used appropriately to benefit the people that pay for it. It's all just hijacked from us. It's all just these people in power taking it for themselves, using the power for themselves to crush dissidents and to you know, silence the opposition. None of it's actually helping anything. So the, the caves are the same thing. Hey, you want to store a bunch of supplies for the American people? Great. Oh, you're going to hoard it for yourself and kill all the American people as you make a breakaway system? Well, now we have an issue. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me. Not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you. Because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. The cavalry has arrived. Ultimate Bone Broth is the strongest, highest quality chicken-based bone broth you're going to find with all of the effects for your joints, your bones, your muscles, your heart, but more importantly, your immune system. Everybody knows about grandma and chicken broth. Well, this is concentrated chicken broth, the strongest out there with chaga mushroom and a whole bunch of other ingredients like turmeric, the list goes on and on. This is definitely the strongest, best bone broth out there, and your purchase supports the Info War, a 360 win. If you've not experienced bone broth, and even the regular ones have great effects, believe me, you want to get InfoWars Life Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsTore.com. Now, it would take an hour to tell you all the great stuff about it. Just go to InfoWarsTore.com, read the facts there, and then order some, and you can't lose. It's nutritive, it empowers your body, it's great for your immune system, bones and joints, and it funds the InfoWar. So, Ultimate Bone Broth, now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com for 25% off. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back. Of course, we know that our establishment is driving us towards nuclear conflict with uh, Russia using the excuse that, well, uh, basically a pair of excuses. One, that we live in a international rules-based order, the lie of which is exposed every time one of us commits some sort of atrocity, whether it's, you know, Israel this weekend uh, killing dozens of innocent civilians in Damascus as they bombed that city. Not a single word from the mainstream media, not a single word from the establishment about that. Or whether it's the, you know, a tyrannical, dystopian, totalitarian way that the American government is imprisoning peaceful, nonviolent protesters under, you know, accusing them of treason, putting them in prison for decades 
right? It's completely outrageous, something that you know, to the wider public would be obvious if it was Russia doing it, but it's us. So it's good, I guess, right? So that's the just the absurdity of the international rules-based system on its face, you know, from the number of interventions America has been involved in over the last couple of years. You can just ignore everything they say about the international rules-based order. But the other side is that it's, uh, it's, it's all about democracy. It's all about democracy. Of course, it's innately ironic that the vast majority of people in a lot of these countries don't want to go to war with Russia, but we're going to go to war with Russia anyway to save democracy, right? We have to save democracy, and in order to save democracy, you have to ignore the democratic will of the people. Does this make any sense to anybody? Of course not. And one place that you see this on display really more than any other is – well, just, just all – I mean – there's really not one. It's like the immigration issue. That's one of them, right? You've got places that – like the UK or Ireland where you've got the vast majority coming on protesting for literally decades saying we do not want immigrants only to be told shut up by their elite and for millions of people to be brought in anyway and for everything to get worse. And then you're called a racist if you point it out or notice it. That's not democracy. That's an imposition. It's tyranny. And the 15-minute cities and all these other – Globalist programs are just more examples of this. The farming destruction in the Netherlands where they're shutting down 3,000 family farms in the Netherlands just by order of the World Economic Forum. They're being shut down. The vast majority of the parliament said no. The vast majority of the people said no. The farmers themselves got up in protest. They were all ruthlessly crushed by the will of the elites who love democracy when it goes with them. But if it doesn't, then it's a nuisance that can be tread over. And this is really the case that is is really on display this weekend with protest in uh, Oxford about the 15-minute city center, and we're going to go to some of those videos now. Uh, but on top of that, uh, Eva Vlardingerbroek says this. The majority of the Dutch parliament said no to the European digital identity, but our cabinet signed off on it in Brussels anyway. The result, the EID, is going to happen, and the Dutch parliament no longer has the means to reject the final result. Our democracy is a farce. Of course, the digital ID, a necessary component in this planetary prison system. Smart Newcastle by Julian Romanello. The city of Newcastle, South Wales, uh, New South Wales in Australia, has partnered with Cisco Systems to make the area a smart city. So, I mean, they're, they're expanding this uh, out from Russia to everywhere else. And they even say this is to implement the fourth industrial revolution, in case you were wondering whether – the World Economic Forum was the driving force behind this. That is the World Economic Forum's uh, preferred phraseology for their globalist takeover, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. So we're going to go to some of these protests. You can see some of them now. I, we we're just playing B-roll, just the sheer scale of protest against this. But you remember when it was first announced, it was literally announced with the phrase, whether you like it or not. They said, we're doing this whether you like it or not. We're going to go to nuclear war to save democracy, but we're going to impose things on you whether you like it or not regardless of the democratic feeling about it. This is how schizophrenic their reasoning is. So we'll go to a, a clip that's been going moderately viral but deserves more attention. Clip number two, here's a 12-year-old girl. She's using basic 12-year-old girl logic to completely destroy the idea, the concept, the usefulness, the uh, you know announced purpose of the 15-minute city program. Uh, let's go now to this 12-year-old uh, genius. Let's watch. I could stand here and say more 
other people are going to say about the effect of these 15-minute neighbourhoods, soon to become digital ID facial recognition zones. Let's say my friend lives in zone 3 and I'm in zone 1. If, for example, I went to my friend's house in zone 3, my parents normally come and pick me up in, it, in their car. It only takes 10 minutes. So does that mean that they would have to go round the ring road and back into town again? If my mum or dad had to drive round the ring road, it would take 30 minutes, causing much more pollution and leaving a much bigger carbon footprint. They will say, you can walk home. Would that be safe for me to walk home? Me as a 12-year-old walking home in the dark alone. Is that really going to be safe? Then they will say, oh, don't worry about that. We've already thought of that. You'll be safe. We will have a thousand cameras on the streets following you and tracking you all the way home. Oh, and just remember, it's for your safety. What? Are you serious? Do you really think I want to be watched every second of the day? Are you serious? Thousands of cameras tracking my every move until I get home. At this point, I have to ask, is my safety that important to me that I want to be followed by cameras all the way home? Or do I prefer to have freedom than privacy? For your information, I still wouldn't feel safe. No amount of cameras is going to stop someone who wants to attack me. I want to be safe, but not to the extent that I am prepared to give up my freedom and my privacy to have it. As a 12-year-old, I am really concerned about my future. And to Klaus Schwab, I say this. How dare you! <laughs> How dare you steal my childhood and my future! And the future of all children by enslaving us in your crazy digital surveillance prison! We all know where this is leading. These are the first steps of a dystopian reality called 15-minute neighbourhoods. From a small seed, a huge tree can grow. Climate change is being used to control us, to nudge us in the direction the greedy people want us to go. The truth is that the greedy people want total control over everything we do, everything we think and everything we say. Government has been hijacked by greedy and selfish imposters posing as politicians. They believe they are better than us and masters over us. And until this problem is effectively dealt with, the tyranny will continue. Thank you. So again, absolutely brilliant. And uh, you can see the, the size of the crowd there, people cheering her on, understanding, fully understanding where this heads. Not just mad that like they aren't going to be able to drive 50, but actually comprehending the full st- scale of the totalitarian surveillance control grid that's being laid down on us right now. And of course, China's already embodied this in many ways. Let's go to uh, this, uh, the next link here, clip number five, uh, China's 15-minute dystopian hell. Uh, here's what it looks like in China when this gets uh, fully embodied. Let's go ahead and roll it. Uh, you actually, instead of just you know cameras documenting where you're going, you have metal bars stopping you and you have to scan your qr code on your phone for permission that's where the digital id comes in and you know literal physical barriers and of course this just reminds me and makes me think of the story that we covered uh, when it first came out of the israeli checkpoints that look almost exactly like this only they have they have the added addition of ai machine guns looking at everybody trying to cross through and face scanning them and determining whether uh, they are allowed to pass through the gate or whether they get filled with uh, lead and we actually have a, a photo of that here but you can go back in our um in our show files in uh or on Bandai Video and find our full report about what that looked like, right? There's the AI machine gun on, mounted on a camera uh, to murder anybody that tries to get through these without, you know, uh, permission. 
And then we have clip number 22, uh, which we showed a, a preview of a little bit earlier. But this is a profitable high-tech farm posted by a Chinese official government uh, account on Twitter that looks like a giant dystopian Soviet-style apartment block, only it will be filled with 600,000 pigs. This is the future of farming under the dystopian hell. So this should give you a, a pretty clear view of what they have designed for us. Checkpoints with metal barriers where you have to scan your digital ID in order to get permission to go more than 15 minutes away from your house. Your food not grown on little family farms. Those family farms will be forcibly destroyed by orders of the World Economic Forum and their lackeys in the national government and replaced with giant dystopian sci-fi pig farm apartment buildings where your food will by necessity have to be genetically modified and heavily vaccinated with antibiotics uh, destroying any nutritional value that would have existed had they been grown in a natural way. It's a war on nature. It's a war on God. It's a war on humanity itself in order to create a control system. That's the purpose. It's all about control. It's all about destroying the average person's ability to have any effect whatsoever at what is on what is done to them, what their nation does, what their country does. This is being implemented as we speak now by the very same people that are trying to get us into a nuclear conflict with Russia over supposed freedoms and democracy overseas. Are you getting an idea of the full scale of the picture and the true reality of prison planet as a phrase? Mark Twain, one of America's greatest writers and satirists and minds, famously said more than 150 years ago, rumors of his demise had been greatly exaggerated because the newspapers kept saying he died decades before he did die. And it's the same psyop today. InfoWars is more influential and more powerful than ever because of your support and because of the facts that what we've covered is coming true. But if they can convince you we've been shut down, if they can convince you that we're going away and you stop supporting, you stop spreading the word, then they do win. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one group of people that can shut down InfoWars, and that's you, the viewers and listeners. If you decide we're done, we're done. If you decide to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get supplements and books and films and t-shirts and so much more, we will stay on the air indefinitely. It is all in your hands. So thanks for your support. Stand up against the globalists. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and keep us on air. It's up to you.